All right. Thank you for joining us today here on The Voice Report. I am coming to you from suburban Philadelphia. Uh, it is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. It's March Madness, certainly off and strong. Sweet 16 is about to get underway this coming weekend. Local teams uh, include Villanova, who will take on Baylor at about 5.15 this Saturday. Also, congratulations to former St. Joe's coach and current Michigan coach Phil Martelli, who is uh, – who is also in the Sweet 16 as well, and he will uh, their team will take on Florida State. Game time again is Sunday at uh, 5.15 uh, as well. High school season, again, is just about uh, wrapping up. And before we mention the PIAA uh, New York, which uh, has opened up its doors, Archbishop Stepanek, I just was looking on Twitter uh, earlier, and Archbishop Stepanek will take on Long Island Lutheran in a best of uh, best of two, I guess you could say, as they'll play today at six at Stepanek. Then they'll head up to Long Island to play. What a matchup again! Uh, all media members must apply for a credential by three o'clock this afternoon if they want to gain access. Now, no fans again are permitted, but again, and you will be able to view the game on the live stream, I believe, on the Stepanek uh, Radio uh, Network. In PIAA, congratulations goes out to West Catholic as they're headed back to the state finals for the second time in school history. Uh, they defeated Notre Dame Green Pod last night. And congratulations to Joe Zaglinski, Archbishop Ryan. They defeated Chester last night as Ryan making its first trip to the state finals. And that game will be played, I believe, on uh, Thursday at seven or Friday, excuse me, at seven thirty, West Catholic playing at five o'clock as well. Archbishop Wood, Lower Marion in action tonight. Uh, Archbishop Wood can advance as well for the second time in school history. Saturday, seven at uh, seven thirty, but to get tonight seven o'clock. Uh, women's for Archbishop Wood playing. Over on the girls' uh, side, Matt Civics and Science playing in the boys' side. In fact, there will be two games going on at the same time. One in the boys' gym at 7. That's Matt Civics and Science. Uh, and then Archbishop Wood on the women's side playing in the uh, women's gym. Cardinal Harrick can also join as well. Uh, tonight, there's just so much basketball again that's uh, going to be played. I want to also give a special shout-out to Dwayne Killings. Uh, who has left uh, Marquette, and he will take over as the head coach at Albany. And who does he take, and who does he bring in and hire? None other than one of the most experienced coaches, uh, although our guest um, that's joining us in a few minutes will, I think, will uh, disagree with me as far as experience, and I'll get to him in just a few seconds. Matt Griffin from Roman Catholic, who has left to take the assistant coaching job. Matt, congratulations. Uh, it has been a pleasure working with you. I look forward to seeing you uh, on your uh, next job. and I think it's a, certainly uh, a well-deserved honor. But the main reason that uh, we are doing, this is probably the earliest podcast that we have ever done uh, here uh, in suburban Philadelphia, 8.45 in the morning, um, is many uh, of the basketball world has known is in awe as uh, – Former Lampner Strasburg and current basketball player at East Strasburg, Ryan Smith, has passed away last uh, yesterday morning at the age of 21 years old. Ryan uh, was a high-spirited young man who had a great career at Lampner Strasburg, was considered one of the top players in all of the Lancaster area. In fact, uh, in the PSAC, uh, as a freshman, he was voted the Freshman uh, Player of the Year and he was going on to become somebody who was going to make a comeback story. He had been battling, known as acute myeloid uh, leukemia, AML, and he had a girlfriend who also was 
uh, is currently battling that at Rowan uh, University. Uh, and on the line with us today, I'm pleased to welcome him as a man I've traveled down many roads with, uh, East Stroudsburg head men's basketball coach Jeff Wilson. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's so good to talk to you, as always, sir. And um, as I've said this before, I was a little... Um, I was a little shy to ask you to do this because I cannot imagine how much pressure you've been getting over the last uh, couple of hours and really over the last uh, couple of weeks because time was certainly of the essence. We didn't know how much time we had, but what I had heard about the, uh, I guess you could say the the statement made by Charles Barkley uh, this past weekend about how much time Ryan had left um, it, it was safe to say that uh, it wasn't going to be much longer. How have you been dealing with this? Well, as, as you can imagine, it's very difficult for everybody that knew Ryan. Uh, Ryan, is, as you described, was a, a great young man with a, uh, a lot of abilities in a lot of different areas, not, not just as a basketball player, but his greater impact was what he did off the court, um, almost a 4.0 student uh, when he when he would get a, an A- minus in a class, he would be upset with himself because uh, he wanted to be a 4.0. Um, and his last full-time semester with us um, last fall, he was taking online classes. He was a 4.0 student for us. Um, and, uh, you know, his impact on people was just tremendous. And I think when you look at the way uh, the outpouring of support uh, that my program um, people that knew Ryan, his his uh, family unit down in in Lampeter, Strasburg, the Lancaster area. When you look at the, you know the outpouring of love and support from all avenues, you know, and you mentioned Charles Barkley. Here's a guy that uh, was introduced to Ryan a couple of years ago. Yeah. Stayed in touch with the family. Huge credit to him. Um, sometimes those are photo ops. It was not for him. He was uh, he was totally invested. Uh, stayed in touch with Ryan. Stayed in touch with the family. Um, and Ryan made an impact on him, as Charles made on on, uh, on Ryan as well. But, um, you know, his impact, um, and we've talked about this a lot of, as a program, is something that we can all take forward and, and pay it forward and, and leave a legacy for Ryan and others. And, and one of my favorite things that I heard, because Fran Dunphy tells this story, and, and it really all started several years ago when Fran and Charles were just doing a, a simple simple game of golf, um, I know those two are friends of friends, and I guess I, I think Fred must have gotten a phone call from someone in the Strasburg family, and I guess Charles had said if everything was okay, and he said, yeah, um, well, a friend of ours, Ryan Smith, has been battling a, a, you know leukemia, and you know I was just curious, Charles, if you'd like to could could I we record you saying a video? And he said, "Well, why can't we go visit him?" And I think Fred said, "Would you you want to do that?" And said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, when?" And and Charles had said, "I'll do it right now." So you, so the two of them put down their golf bags. They get in the car and drive out to Strasbourg. And were you there when that happened? By the way, were you in the room? I was not. Um, that was. But it was pretty movie. cool, right? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I heard all about it uh, right away. Um, you know, videos came out uh, from Ryan, from his family. Um, I believe the introduction was from Matt Langle, the way I yes. understand it. Yes, um, So I want to make sure that I'm giving credit for where, where that came from. But uh, Coach Dunphy has been tremendous uh, with this. Another person that stayed in touch with Ryan, his family, developed a relationship. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of credit to Fred. 
Bertrand for uh, making that introductory with Charles Barkley. But um, the story that I know from that, listening to Ryan and his, and his mother talk about it, although I was not in the room, was that uh, Charles came up, up on the floor, um, you know, kind of took the floor over. People wanted to, to see him. They took pictures with him. Uh, he was very giving of his time, spent a, a great deal of time with, uh, with Ryan himself. Um, and made a huge impact on Ryan and, and his and his family that uh, that they will remember forever. And you know, even that thing that came out on uh, CBS the other day, the little fourteen second snippet. I love uh, that the made snippet. A big impact. I and, love uh, the snippet. You know, Ryan was able to see that video, um, and 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 you know that that brought some joy to Ryan and yeah. as in his final moments. Yeah, it was just to remember him saying. Uh, uh, Charles, basically, I, 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 everybody that hasn't has seen that quote of him saying that I, I just want to say that my thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the Smith family, and cancer. And just basically ending with the words, "Cancer just sucks," because it does suck, and everybody knows that. I've lost members of my family to cancer. That's why I'm honored to be a part of the Coaches versus Cancer. And I uh, texted Phil Martelli yesterday about that. And Phil, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, Phil has done great things over at Michigan. And uh, he continues to be a great part of the Philadelphia community with Coaches versus Cancer. Um, has he been involved in, in this matter? out to, to Ryan on occasions as well um, you know and, and you know I think Fran probably because of his proximity is maybe taking more of the lead at least from my understanding uh, but I do know that those uh, those individuals have been in, in touch with Ryan his family uh, have sent a lot of thoughts prayers and and you know text messages calls to, to Ryan and his family during this period of time Ryan Smith considered uh, one of the great players ever to come out of Lampeter Strasburg in his final game at the school, uh, they lost a tough one to Archbishop Carroll. Then coach Paul Romachik uh, went over uh, to his coach after the game and said that, you know, we may have won the battle, but we deserve to have lo- to lose that game because uh, you're losing one heck of a player in, in Ryan Smith. And Paul is considered to, Paul is saying that Ryan is considered one of the greatest players in Lampras Strasbourg. What made you want to, uh, recruit a guy like Ryan uh, at that time? Well, we got involved with Ryan coming out of his junior year. Um, and and I, just seeing Ryan, seeing the development he made um, during the course of his junior season. Um, and then he got involved with uh, Doug Kraft, uh, with Cats AAU. Uh, Doug co- used to coach up at East Stroudsburg University. So yes. I've known Doug for 25 years. Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe more. Um, and, uh, you know, Doug, Doug was a, a, a huge advocate for Ryan. Uh, so when we started recruiting him, um, you know, at one point I had asked Doug, you know, early in the process, you know, are, are you putting your stamp on Ryan Smith? Is, is he a guy that we should, should offer? And Ryan, and at that point, uh, you know, and Doug would tell the story the same way. Um, we talked about it the other day. Um, they were just starting to work together, so he said, "I, I need to see more of him." You know, I, he's going to be a very good player, but you know, I want to see more of him. I want to see his work ethic. I want to see his character. Well, after about a week or so working um, pretty closely together in their practices and those type of things, he called me and he said, "You asked me about putting my stamp on Ryan Smith. Absolutely." He goes, "He's going to be an incredible player, no matter where he goes, and he may be too good for you." Um, so 
we went down, saw practice um, with them. Uh, very shortly thereafter, we put an offer on the table, and you know the things that popped off the thing. I mean, obviously six at that point he was probably six nine and a half. Uh, by the time he ended up with us, he was six eleven. Um, you know, but the things that really popped off were, you know, just his attention to detail. Uh, he was a sponge. You know, when Doug would tell him something, even if even if he couldn't do it, uh, you know, it didn't take him very long to figure it out. Very bright kid. Um, and he just had a desire to compete. He had a passion. Uh, so it, it, as good as he was and as good of a skill level as he had, even more so was the intangibles that he had, um, that he brought to the court, um, that he brought to a practice, um, just the way he interacted with teammates. He was always trying to pick somebody up. Um, and those things didn't change when he got, got to college. I mean, those things were just enhanced. And, um, you know, so, so the things that really popped off the page were, you know, is a six eleven guy that's really skilled, um, you know, that just does everything he's asked to do, and you know, he's he's doing it for an AAU coach that he probably just met maybe two months before that. So right. um, those type of things really you know, make you look at this kid and saying, "Wow, what's his ceiling? I, yeah, how good can he be?" Sure. Right? And I remember correctly, you and I sat together at uh, at its although it's been canceled because of COVID the past two years, the famous Albert Donofrio tournament that you've yep. come down to hundreds of times, thousands of times. And I got a chance to see Ryan. And I, I, you know, I just remembered, I saw a picture um, this morning when I woke up. Um, I'm sorry, could, give me a second, Coach. It's just, it's a little, it's kind of emotional a little bit, you know, of Tume Anderson. Taking a picture, it, remember he uh, played for uh, the Allentown team, and they were one of the most LNL running rebels, if I'm correct. And he did a heck of a job coaching that team. And I remembered seeing a picture of a guy, and I thought, "Oh, right, I knew he looked so familiar." Because I have never met this guy before in my life. I don't even know anything about him. I don't know where he's committed to, and. He's. I, I kind of remember he had a really good game after in that picture, you know, that night. And I think he hit about, I want to say about 18. I think he hit like four threes, I think, that night. And Ryan just was, but again, it was his energy that he brought on and off the court. I mean, it, it just seems that like no matter what, um, you know, he just, touched this is why you know this is such a sad story he just touched the lives of 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 everyone anybody that ever uh and i'm sure that the late tom kanchowski who you and i knew very very well probably thought he's a special kid he could play anywhere but he chose to come to play for you yeah you know going back to you know some of those type of things you know ryan as a as a younger kid um you know he he started as a guard um and then he just had a he had two huge growth spurts um one that the the first one i think he was on crutches for a few months um because he you know had the good slaughters and some of those type of things with his knees so he had some knee issues um and, and i think that growth spurt was about five or six inches gone into his junior year Yep. And then at the end of his junior year, gone into his senior year, he had another growth spurt of, you know, three or four inches. So, you know, you're looking at a, you know, a guy that's grown, you know, seven, eight inches during the course of, you know, probably a, you know, 15 month period.
know, in some of that, I think probably, you know, one thing I think some coaches um, maybe at a higher level questioned was his athleticism, um, but nobody questioned his skill level. I mean, here was a guy that he shot threes because he used to be a, a guard growing up, and he was very comfortable with that. And his freshman year here at East Stroudsburg, he didn't shoot a lot of them, uh, but when he did shoot them, he made them, and he, he shot 38% from three. Yeah. Um, he, he, and, yeah. And we looked at that as, you know, hopefully over the course of his career, if it would have been able to progress, you know, how, how good of an inside-outside threat would he have been? Um, and it, it, obviously that made us very excited. But, you know, in a day and age where not a lot of guys really embrace playing in the post, um, when he committed here, he was 208 pounds. Um, wow. And we talked about, you know, how, how do you get on the floor right away? Because he didn't, he wanted to make an impact, right? He, he, he didn't care yeah. if he started, but he wanted yeah. to play minutes. Um, and we talked about, well, you got to get a lot stronger. You're thin-hipped. You know, you're 208 pounds. You probably need to get to be 225. You know, let, let's set a moderate goal for you. Let's get you to 225 before mm-hmm. you get here as a freshman. So when he committed in November, um, he started an all-way program. Even during the season, he really hadn't left it before that, but he started on our way program. And then after his season, he got on our way program. Um, well, just his determination, and this is a, a great example of what determination does for you. He went from 208, and he arrived here on campus at 234. Wow. No um, kidding. We thought 225 would be a good goal for him. Well, he ends up here at 234. God, um, certainly exceeds and, the and weight, yeah. Just And that's um, how he took home. Highlighted that he yeah. was freshman of the year in the league. Freshman of the year, yeah. PSAC. Um, but again, going to his impact. I mean, he he did something that I've had very few guys do uh, during the course of their career as religiously as he did, and he did it as a freshman. Um, we we would get into a routine where um, he, he loved to watch film. He loved to watch himself, and he he didn't really he he liked to see the good things, but he he rather would look at the things that he he didn't do in your eyes, and how could he be better? Um, so he got into a routine where he would come in on Monday, and we would watch all of his post touches, all of his defensive uh, you know assignments um, on the opponent that we played on Saturday. On Tuesday, he would come in and watch the person or people if you know people play two centers um that they that he would play on wednesday on wednesday he would come in and watch game film extra game film because we would watch it as a program on thursday he would watch his all his post touches and defensive assignments that he had on wednesday on friday he would look at who he's playing on saturday on saturday whether if, if we were on the bus, he'd come up in the in the front seat and he'd watch film with me. If we were at home, we'd have a walkthrough in the morning. He'd come over to the office and watch an extra twenty minutes of film. And he just was so diligent upon you know wanting to be better. Um, and for him, being able to see himself, being able to hear you critique it, um, you know, some guys don't want to hear the critique. Right? Or some guys don't want to really work that hard. Uh, a lot of guys say they do um, until it's it's time to really put that into action. Um, but here here was a guy just saying, "Hey, you know, teach me. You know, you sh- show me what you see. I'll trust it." And and you talk about an impact. That's 
you know, for a freshman to do that. That's amazing. And really to initiate it on his own because we were watching film with, with our team anyway. That's right. But he wanted to see him and he wanted to see who he was playing against. He wanted to see what people were doing against him and how he could be better the next time he had the opportunity. Unbelievable. That That is... Wow, I, I guess it is really and and you know because I think about what, but basketball has also done for you, because you've been at the school since eighty um, six. Is that correct? Well, I've been here a long time. Yeah, I was a player. Eighteen years as a coach. I graduated yep. in uh, in eighty six. Yeah. Um, then I started my coaching career. Almost here thirty plus Sal years. Um, and we were here nine years together, and then Sal got the Lehigh job, and I I went with Sal down to Lehigh. And you, yeah, uh, and you and I, yeah, and you and I have spoken constantly um, through social media about players that that you want because you're always saying, uh, yeah, voice, I, I, you know, I'll take any guy you can throw at me from Philadelphia. You'll come to me during a game and say voice who's looking at this guy and I'll tell you and I you know I'll always be straight up and honest with you I wish I could have taken credit for Ryan Smith but I never met that guy a day before <laughs> in my life but uh, what has been you know I thought I might ask but what has been your success since being the coach at at Strasburg well you know trying to find good people you know uh I've had very good coaches with me that, uh, you know, just really want to work with the kids and, and, and find the best fit for us. Um, you know, and I, sometimes I think today that sounds a little bit cliche. Uh, everybody uses the word culture and family. Uh, we do as well. Um, but we, we, we've tried to find guys that we feel fit our, our style, um, fit our, the way we want to teach. Uh, we play a little bit different style. We run and press. Um, and in a day where you know more teams have gotten away from pressing uh, than that they have in the past, um, we've kind of embraced that and kind of made that the way we want to run our program. Uh, so to be able to find guys that um, are willing to sacrifice, because in that style you're not playing, you're not you know you're not playing 35 minutes a game. Um, you know you're, you're playing 25, 28 um, if you're if you're a starter or a really good player. Um, just because of the tempo and the, and the style and, you know, the physical demands um, of, of the way we are trying to create tempo. Um, so, you know, and, we, and we're very open with that when we recruit because, you know, not every, everybody is looking for that. Um, so we're, we're looking for, obviously, a talented player, but we're looking for somebody that has a lot of the intangibles that I talked about with Ryan, you know, somebody that wants um, to come and win or try to win. Um, you know, and sometimes that means sacrificing, whether it be for some minutes or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, to play a style that is a little bit different. Um, and I'll acknowledge it's different, but it's it's been successful. Um, and it's been successful because of the buy-in of the people that we've recruited. You've had phenomenal uh, types of success. Uh, and and I, I looked at your roster, uh, you know, late last night. Uh, Mark Rodriguez, just to name a few, um, uh, I believe uh, Lakeem McAlilly, uh, Mike Millsap, who played at Newman Dreddy, and, uh, you know, over the years from Wiz Grant. Uh, there's just been so much of the Philadelphia connection that continues to come up uh, to the Strasburg area. How do you do it? Well, you know, you'd be stupid not to, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I played at Octorera, which was in District 1. 
So I'm, I'm a District 1 guy. I, I believe in District 1. And, you know, obviously Philadelphia, um, that, that region is, is littered with talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned some guys there, you know, uh, Mark Rodriguez and Mike Milsip are captains for me. Uh, they, they were captains along with Ryan Smith on what would have been this year's team, but we did we had a right. It was canceled this year. COVID. Our, our league did not play this year. Correct. I did. Um, I remember so, that. And Ryan was trying to do that from oh. afar. Um, he was on every Zoom call that we would have as captains meetings and those type of things. Uh, but you know, you're looking at two captains that are coming right from the Philadelphia Catholic League that came from good programs, good coaching. Um, you mentioned Lakeem. Uh, we we have very high hopes for Lakeem. Uh, he was yep. injured as a freshman. He had a knee injury as a freshman. Did not play. Uh, obviously, he's not playing this year. So we're really excited to get him on the floor next year. Um, you know, and, and and we just have a lot of guys from down in that area, uh, whether it be uh, Philadelphia District 12 or whether it be District 1. So um, you know, that's that's been <clears throat> an area that I think you have to be able to at least be involved with the better players. Um, <clears throat> Unfortunately, there, there are a lot of guys down in that area that can contribute to a lot of different programs. And uh, one, one last, so one last thing, if you could, uh, we're going to definitely send out this uh, podcast today. Again, this is the earliest I've ever done, and it's always so good to, to see you and, and to chat with you. Uh, if you could, um, you know, if Fran Dunphy is, is listening to this, Charles Barkley is listening to this, Phil Martelli is listening to this, what would you like to say uh, to those three right now? Well, so thanks for the impact uh, that, that you made on Ryan, uh, his family, um, just the support that is shown uh, during a time when, when a young man's going through such a battle. Um, you know, and, and I made it the, the, uh, the comment before that he, that he taught me a lot, but at the same point, you know, you know, when you look at the impact Fran had and, and Phil and Charles Barkley visit those type of things and so many more. I mean, so many more people. You know, I don't want to just isolate. No, I know. I know. That's true. You know, Stevie Dunahoo was there. Oh, Steve Dunahoo. Yes, of course. Penn, yes. And, I mean, just, just so many people. Matt Langle made a, you know, Doug Kraft would say it's the power of the ball. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. You know, he would say that. And, you know, the impact that those guys made. Um, everybody has made on Ryan. Oh sure, um, it, it, it goes full circle. So it goes out to so it goes out to everybody. You're trying to battle yeah. a deadly disease of, of leukemia, you're looking at somebody that you, you need as much power as you got, and for them to be able to give their time and support is is just tremendous. Well, uh, I, I, I again, I know this has been coach a very very tough time for you and for the entire family out in East Strasburg. You know, like I've said before a thousand times, we go back a long way. I'm thrilled and honored that you've been able to give us a couple minutes of your time. I actually hope that we'll see you tonight at the Lower Marion Wood game, but I I, I can imagine that that we won't. But um, obviously, if you have any questions, you know that uh, or need any players that are at Lower Marion or even at Wood, you know, obviously, I'm going to be sending them your way because we all know that that I am the uh, we all know that I am the guru when it comes to uh, at least to stats. There we go, and then, then we hey we have a we have a lower marrying guy. Steve Payne is with us. Yep, uh, he's a, he's a freshman on our roster. So there's another uh, Philadelphia area guy that we have uh, up here next year. He'll, he'll 
basically be a freshman again because of uh, getting not playing so he gets the year back so we're excited about Steve Payne as well and we'll definitely be watching uh, tonight on you on Twitter and everything and, and, and getting some getting some pointers from you well like I said um, if uh, and please if you get a chance to also let us know if you're doing any special uh, tribute uh, to him I know you were having some kind of a uh, celebration not a celebration but sort of a uh, kind of like a, a fundraiser support uh, just two nights ago. Uh, let us know if there's anything else uh, involving. We, we'd like to be a part of it. Definitely will. Thank you very we, much. We, we will. Jake Schwartz again here uh, with uh, Jeff Wilson, the head coach of East Strasburg University, and, and coach again. Uh, so sorry again for your loss, and uh, uh, we hope to talk to you. Stay safe again during this pandemic.